and today we have a client interview with Jack. Hi friends, what's up? Happy Friday. Welcome to the show today. I have a special treat for y'all. We today are bringing on one of my clients who just recently got engaged. His name is Jack and I thought it'd be really fun for us to bring a guy on the show. (laughs) I get so many of you male listeners that are like, hey, do other guys struggle with this? Am I the only one? You talk about females a lot. And I just wanted to do this podcast for you guys to know. Boys, we struggle with relationship anxiety just as much as girls. (laughs) I, I tend to speak from my own perspective of being a female, dating a man, but relationship anxiety applies to all sorts of genders and relationships and so that's what we're doing today as we're bringing on a guy to talk about his anxiety now i want to caution you before listening to this interview which is his experience is not going to match yours you're going to hear some similarities going to hear some differences. He's going to offer advice and some of his thoughts and ways that he made a decision. Some of it will help you. Some of it might not resonate with you. And that's okay. I want you to be aware of listening to someone else's story and trying to use that as, here's my right answer. I should stay. Here's my right answer. I should leave. Look, I don't know this. Or My family doesn't think like this, so this must be a sign. I'm in the wrong relationship. No, that is your anxiety talking, okay? You get to apply this advice. You get to decide what's useful for you, what's not useful for you. If your brain is spinning out and trying to solve, you're misusing this podcast. I want you to use this as a way to not prove to yourself this is the right answer, but to be able to learn and understand anxiety more and pick up the advice that is useful for you. And this applies to everything on the podcast, you guys. To take the advice that's useful and leave the rest. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jack. All right, hi Jack, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Mikkel. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's funny. I, you know, I've done some other podcasts, but I'm a, you know, you've helped me a ton, but I'm also a fan of your podcast. I haven't been on a podcast before where I'm like a fan. So this is a big, Ooh, uh, this is a big moment. <laughs> so you're going to be a pro guest over here. You've done this for a time or two. A couple, a couple. <laughs> Would you mind maybe telling everyone a little bit about yourself, kind of just some general things about you? Yeah, of course. So my name is Jack. I'm uh, I'm from the Midwest, but I live out in Los Angeles now. So it's kind of you know my life has been a series of uh, culture shocks and adjustments. I ended up going to college in Montana, which was kind of an adjustment, and then moving from Montana to LA. It seems like I'm always kind of moving from one thing to the next, but um, definitely feeling like I'm settling into what I'm you know, where I'm going to be for a while now, which feels good. But to give you guys some background, I am uh, kind of an adventurer and outdoors guy. I've worked in TV for the longest time. I hosted a travel show uh, called Rock the Park, where I traveled with my best friend to national parks and wild places um, for about seven years. And with that came a lot of time away and a lot of difficulty getting into relationships because I was traveling a lot. And then when I was around, it felt like there was pressure to like really solidify things or to make it special because I knew I was leaving the next week, you know, or something like that. So really, really happy and blessed to have been able to do that. But it also caused, um, you know, some, some difficulties in that realm. Um, I also, beyond relationship anxiety, I found out a couple years ago now, or about a year and a half ago, that I have just generalized anxiety Mm -hmm. disorder. And 
I've been on, I, I've realized that I've had underlying anxiety for the last, you know, for my whole life, but I've really been able to name it and have seen how it has impacted my life really in the last year and a half. And I've been on a journey to be able to live with it and cope with it and heal it as best I can. Yeah, totally. I love that. And, and one of the reasons we really wanted, I really wanted to have Jack on today is because you know, many of you like listening to the podcast know I, I speak a lot to females, just honestly, from my own personal experience, but there's so many guys that deal with this and Jack, you know, firsthand, right. Has really experienced relationship anxiety. Totally. I, I want to say like the comfort. So when I, I, I experienced relationship anxiety and it actually ended up overwhelming me where I ended a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of, you know, traumatized from that and spent the next few months kind of like making sense of that as well as my own anxiety journey. Well, I started uh, dating this girl and it came right back again. And I remember the comfort that I felt when I typed the words relationship anxiety into Apple podcasts and found your show. Um it was, comf- it was comforting to me for a few reasons. One, because I could name this. It wasn't just like, I'm crazy. Uh, you know, there's something wrong with me, but it was like, okay, we can call this relationship anxiety. Um, but also it was just so comforting to know that it's not just me, that there are other people struggling with this. But one thing that I did notice is a lot of times um, listening to the show, I wondered like, okay, you know, by the nature of the language you use, because you're a female and you use your experience. I was like, I wonder if there are many guys that go through this. And so I reached out to you um, and I became one of your clients. And I found out quickly that a lot of guys do struggle with this. And so I'm happy to contribute a voice uh, from the, you know, the male perspective into yep. this yes. conversation. Jack's representing today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, no I get, like I, I work with different guys, but I get people messaging and they're like, okay, I'm a guy that listens to this. Like, am I the only guy? Like, no, you're not. Yeah. And so I'm very sorry you felt isolated, but you, I think, there are plenty of you. <laughs> I think this will help because now that I know you better after, you know, doing sessions with you, I remember when you first told me that I'm like, I wonder if that's true or not. <laughs> it'll be good. Not just me. No. Yeah. See, it's not hilarious though. I think that's how anxiety works in general. We always yes. think it's just us, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Right. Is like, and that's why I think there's, there is such a, like, like you said, being able to identify a term and being able to kind of separate it from you of like, this isn't just, I'm so broken or like something is like just horribly wrong with my relationship, but like, this is a experience that I'm having. This isn't who I am and other people have it, but yes, like our, our anxiety does want to make us feel alone sometimes. Right. Or I'm a special snowflake and my anxiety is different than everyone else. I'm the only guy that feels this way. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Which is, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy, but that's where our minds go. Totally. So when did you like first pinpoint like the relationship anxiety? You kind of start talking about relationships a little bit, but how did you kind of notice, oh, this is kind of what's going on? So I was suspicious of it in this relationship that I had with a very, very sweet girl. Um, she was she was great. Um, I became suspicious of it because it came out of nowhere. It, it hit me like like a slap across the face. I remember I went on this road trip with her to go camping and I was just like, something changed. Like I was just all of a sudden terrified. I had no idea why. I, I felt physical anxiety. My mind started racing. Um, I just knew this is bad. I don't know, I, I don't know what to call this, but I know this is this is bad. Something is wrong. And slowly but surely, I started doing the thing we all do, where you start Googling away to see what's going on. And a few different things popped up. And one of them was relationship anxiety. But at the time, I hadn't, I hadn't really faced my own personal, just generalized anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I had no tools to deal with it. And so I tried really, really hard to cram it away, to explain it away, uh, to ignore it. 
and it actually ended up, um, I tried my best, but I, I ended up um, being overwhelmed and ending the relationship. Um, and so that was the first hint, but I didn't really accept that that was something that I actually struggled with um, yeah. because that led me to diving into my own generalized anxiety. Yeah. And, it, and so then it wasn't until I started dating the woman who I'm now engaged to, who I'm going to marry, that it all came back again. And I realized, oh, okay, this had nothing to do with this one girl, you know, uh, this is something that I struggle with. Um, there are common threads between the two, yeah. but it's not like, oh, this girl was bad and it made me anxious. And so that's when I really realized this relationship anxiety is something I just have to learn to, yeah. to cope with and yeah. deal with. So. And, it, and I think it's interesting to be able to kind of have that experience of, I, you know, so many of us, it, it's so convincing that, okay, it really is this relationship. And if I just end this and find someone else, this is going to magically go away, right? Yeah, to have right. that experience where you see like, this is popping up for me, right? Totally. And to start like, it, it, it really helped with your podcast, honestly, to start having tools or people to outline like sort of things to look for in a relationship that can mm -hmm. help you suss out like, is this positive? Um, like the relationship, is this positive? Is this adding to my life? And if right. you're experiencing anxiety and you're going down that checklist and everything looks good, yeah. you can start to realize, okay, this isn't a sign necessarily from God that like, yeah. this is bad and you need to run away. Or it's not like there's just something about this girl that's negative. You need to run away. It's like, no, this is something I'm, I'm uh, experiencing and I need to learn how to cope with this and, and deal with this in a healthy way with, and, and, and still give this relationship a chance. Yes. Right. Like giving it a fair chance. And I love even what you said, just like, as we're going through that checklist is, I think that that is a fear for a lot of people is like, this might be God. This is a sign. Totally. And, and I really do believe that God works with our logic, right? Which is if we're thinking through this and logically, like this makes sense. And this seems good that like, the, when we're not in our anxious brain and we're overanalyzing to death, that we yep. can just kind of trust that. Absolutely. And it's, it's so funny. I, I do believe this is just my own personal belief. I think that relationship anxiety stems from a lot of things in our past, whether it's like mm -hmm. attachment styles with our parents or yeah. experiences. Um, and so this is like any other thing. It's like a, it's like a broken arm or something, you know, sometimes we might have things that need to be healed or we might have injured our knee playing softball or baseball and it's, it's healed, but you're going to feel it from time to time. You know, these are things that we just need. I, I learned that we need to be aware of, and it's not until you start like looking at, uh, what relationship anxiety looks like, um, for you personally and start to like really go down that checklist of what's a red flag, but then what's positive in a relationship that you can start to look at that and see that it's not just the person. It's not this magical thing from God. Like God's like saying like, no, this, well, I don't know. I believe he's saying like, this is, this is a positive thing. Like you need to work through this. Yes. And so, um, yeah. When I started kind of going with that is when things started to change for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. You said so many good things there. I, I just have to, I love the analogy of like a broken leg, right? Or if you get some kind of injury in a sport is like, we got to heal from it. Right. It's not be like, Oh, something's wrong with this sport. It's like, no, you have a human body that gets yes. hurt sometimes like, but you're not your broken leg, right? Just because right. your leg is broken. Doesn't mean you are right. Separating yourself from that anxiety. But, and also once you heal, you may still have moments where it feels a little bit uncomfortable, right? Just because totally. we've done a lot of work on this doesn't mean we might not have a moment where like, oh, I don't know if I'm attracted to them, right? Your anxiety still totally. might randomly pop up. Totally. Absolutely. Painful for you. Absolutely. And it's all about, yeah, understanding what's going on. And it's, it's, it can be tricky, you know? So we'll get into my story, I'm sure. But like, so I'm, I'm engaged now and there'll be moments that come up where, we're, we're both anxious by nature, mm -hmm. um, where maybe she's feeling insecure. And so then she's acting out of her insecurities. And then that freaks me out where I'm mm -hmm. like, 
oh no, oh no, oh no. Like, is this how it's going to be forever? I can't handle, I feel so overwhelmed by this, blah, blah, blah. And then my anxiety starts spinning out again. Mm -hmm. And that's, that gets, it starts to trick you once again. And that's where it takes realizing, okay, what's true, you know? Like what is true about this relationship? What's true about this girl, this amazing girl? Um, and what's true about you. And that's where you can sort of center yourself again and, yes, right. and wait it out, you know? Yes. Oh, so good. I love that. Okay. So tell us a little bit, like, so you, you told us a little bit about kind of some of the girls you dated. We did have an end of the relationship because of your anxiety. Right. Which one thing I just have to point out here that I, I love your story, just like where you're at, that you have this girl that you love and adore, because I think you know, some of my listeners, they're in that place where they just ended that first relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. And, totally. and, and they're still kind of a little bit heartbroken and they're like, is this always going to be ruining my relationships? Right. Yeah. And so I don't know, actually any advice to that person who's kind of in that place. Yeah, for sure. I, I think my advice to you in that space is like, it's not always going to ruin your relationship if you actively choose to, to work at this, you know, and it's not to say your, your effort is going to equate to never feeling anxious, but um, your effort will equate to better understanding this. And so it, it will get better. I can promise that. Like, um, and especially when you find the right person who can come alongside you in that, not try to fix you, but come alongside you. It is the biggest like relief in the world. Um, I remember when I was first starting to date, um, my fiance Riley, she, I remember one time I went to her house and I walked in the door and I was, I, I was feeling pretty good the whole way there. And then I got in there and my heart dropped and the anxiety just exploded. Mm-hmm. And she could tell we went out to eat and we were out um, doing our thing. I was really quiet. I was totally in my head. And she it was the sweetest thing. I just remember she just goes, are you okay? <laughs> and I just go, I just go, I'm, cause I had explained this to her before. I was just like, I'm really anxious. And she just like came over and gave me a hug. And she told me like, you know, I remember in my, like, she, she suffers with depression, and anxiety. She's like, there were times where I couldn't get out of bed or at work, I would go cry on my lunch break. And, and it's really hard. And I understand. And I just felt so seen and understood where that anxiety melted away and it came back again. It's not like, Oh, it was gone forever, but Oh my gosh, having someone who, who can like just sit next to you and that and is comfortable, you know, may not always be easy for them. Anxiety is a tough thing to deal with, especially from the other side of the relationship. But when you find somebody who loves you, who can like sit with you in that, oh my gosh, it's such a relief. So I guess that's a long way of saying, if you really work at this and you communicate this to your partner and they're willing to walk with you in it, oh my gosh, it, it, you're going to, you're going to find somebody who, who will do that for you. Yes. Yeah. And, and so Oh yeah. So many good thoughts there. So one, I think definitely is not beating yourself up, right? That yeah. it is yeah. not the end of the world. If you allowed anxiety to, to totally. cause a relationship to end and no, that does not mean you need to end the relationship in order to get to this place. But if that's what happened, that's okay. Right. You don't need to beat yourself Absolutely. up for that. And yes, that I think that's one of the most beautiful things about relationship anxiety is I think there's this fear because I have this, I'm never going to have this happy good, authentic relationship because of this anxiousness. But I actually think the opposite is true. Like, I think dealing with this actually really accelerates a relationship because you like are so paralyzed with this fear that like, like you let her see you for who you really are versus like how often in dating are we putting on a show for so long, right? Anxiety takes all of it. I agree with that so much. So that moment I just, I just uh, talked about, um, where, yeah, where she said, like, I, how are you doing? You know, and I explained it. That, her response to that was a major stepping stone to me realizing, like, I'm in love with this, with this girl. And so it really does, like, these things bring you closer together. It really bonds you and it increases that intimacy so, so much, so much more than the superficial, you know, 
things that are important too, but like, you know, we go out and we have fun and, you know, whatever, like these, these real tough moments can really bring you together. It was actually one of the things that made us realize like we're ready to, to start, you know, this marriage journey was like, we have been through a lot of hard things together already and our communication has grown and all that. So yeah. I, I do believe anxiety is not only can it be a hindrance for a relationship, it can like really accelerate and bring you together with somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally the other week was like, actually, like sometimes I tear up like hearing you guys talk about your partners and just like the kind of love they show you through your fears. And like, you know, my, my husband the other week, I was just tearing up of like, just because of his willingness to love me through all of this, that like, I feel like that has created such a safe place for me to do this healing. Right. Cause so many of us have this fear of like, if I allow myself to be this anxious person, then like people won't love me anymore. I'm going to be rejected. Right. People are going to see something's wrong with me. But like, I think the opposite really happens. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's so great. I remember um, we were both, we were both feeling, I forget what the emotion was. Maybe it was, it was either anxious or it was like, we were just kind of like in a down mood or something. (laughs) And Riley goes, well, let's just be down together. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great. You're like, okay, wow. I don't have to change. I can come as I am. And this person accepts me. And like, we can just like, she's not afraid of the fact that, like, I might be quiet, you know, tonight as we're sitting on the couch watching a movie. She doesn't need me to perform. That's yes. such a comforting thing. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so what would, what would you actually say, like, what advice would you give to someone who is kind of like, because some people haven't talked to their partner about it, right? There's that fear of, like, I don't know what they're going to think. So, like, what would you say to that person? <sighs> yeah, I mean... I'm not going to lie. I think it is something that you need to be careful with because mm-hmm. you don't want to just come out and say like, um, you know, if it is somebody that y- you think is a, is a, a great person and you see this relationship going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you want to explain what your anxiety looks like to you. I think you want to make it see make it, um, about you, which it is, you know, um, cause I think the word relationship anxiety could, could get a little tricky where they're like, they start to think like, oh no, I'm making this person anxious. Mm-hmm. They can I, kind of respond to your anxiety with some anxiety, right? Totally. Which would be to- absolutely natural. Totally. Yeah. And understandable. So I think really making sure to explain it from your perspective as something that you struggle with. And it is, I, I think what I learned is that I explained it to her initially as for me, I struggle with um, being like in a secure relationship because I've had so many people, um, so many people, you know, run away on me when I've opened up and whatever that looks like in your story, explain that to your partner and they'll understand because Um, It's not about they're making you anxious. It's about, I have had all these experiences in my life that have led to a certain outcome of somebody leaving me that I have this natural fear and anxiety that anyone is going to do that. And, and then, and then say, I am working through this because I see so much potential in this relationship and it's worth it to me. Yes. And so I think that'll make your partner feel really, really good because you're letting them into your world, but you're also saying like, you are worth this, like the, working through this. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a good step. Yeah, go ahead. You might have some emotions about it too, right? Even if we, because I think sometimes we want to script this as perfectly as possible so yeah. they'll well receive it. And, and they might have some emotion, right? Because they're human too and they have their own insecurities. But just like you said, is we come to them with the whole truth, which is like, Hey, you know, like I've had experiences in the past where I've gotten hurt or I really care about you. And I'm terrified of hurting you. Right. Yeah, and yeah. So sometimes my brain comes up with these doubts and these fears, but, and I want to work through this. Right. Yeah. I really care about you. I see the potential in this relationship. And so this is, I'm working on this, right? So not just, I think sometimes we think we have to tell that when we're telling them that it's going to be, here's all the things that I'm worried about in the relationship. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. no, like this, this is so good. And that's why we're having this conversation, right? 
and and I'll throw that back uh, or I'll toss this out here. And that's why help is very, very important to have, whether it's from Mikkel, you know, if you're a client of hers or the podcast or a friend, someone to like help you uh, do this right, you know, or do this in the best possible way. It helps so much. So. Yeah. Cause I think there is also that balance too, right? Like while we want to be open with our partners, I think being able to acknowledge like you guys, you did so beautifully on that day of like, yeah, I'm feeling anxious right now. But also there is that line where every time we feel anxious, we can't just be going to our partner for them to fix 100%. it. Right. Cause that's going 100%. to. Yep. That is, that is so true. And that's where learning how to self soothe yes. in healthy ways is so important. Because that's, that's how a lot of these relationships, these codependent relationships happen. I've been in one where I'm feeling a certain way and I look to my partner to fix that. You know, we experience that in our relationship, you know, Riley comes from a, uh, like a past of having some codependent relationships and we've acknowledged that from the beginning. And it's something we're always juggling, you know, is like, is how to navigate that. And so to your point, absolutely. You can't always go to your partner with these things. They just have to be aware of it. And, yeah. and that's where something like saying, I'm feeling really anxious tonight. So I may just be a little quiet. And yeah. if, I, if that's okay, I'm just going to sit over, you know, sit next to you on the couch and I might be a little quiet. I think that's a great way to acknowledge how you're feeling, let your partner know how you're feeling, but not be like, I'm anxious. And here's everything that's going on, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, I want to help you because I love you. I just don't know how. And they can't always help. And the knee-jerk reaction as humans is like, oh, I see you're in pain. So let me like try to work on those things. Let me try to fix all of that for you, right? Right. Yep. Which, you know, maybe they could try to do a little bit of it, but it's really, whatever they do is not going to fix what's going on inside of you, right? 100%. The best thing you can do is let them in like, Hey, this is where I'm at. And just let them be that space for you to feel that way. Right. We're just going to be Exactly. 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 And, and it's such a great feeling. Remind them that too. Right. It's like, I'm feeling anxious and you don't need to fix it. Right. Like it's totally. okay. Like you're not doing anything wrong. This is all just what's going on for me right now. Right. Totally. Oh, and I really think things like, again, just to keep saying it, like your podcast, Mm-hmm. information like that is super helpful for the other partner. Yes. Right. To understand. So at least they know when you say like, I'm feeling anxious and I, yeah, I know I don't need you to fix this. They at least have some idea of, of what's, what's going on and they can educate themselves on anxiety. Something that I'm very lucky and, and grateful for is that Riley struggles with anxiety. So she knows the nature of anxiety. So when I say like, this is just, what's happening right now and there's nothing I can do about it I just need to like sit in it for a little while she already knows like okay I get anxiety I I, I see that you know yeah so education for your partner could help as well but um yes yeah I don't know yeah no I love that and I think also even kind of bringing back to like you said like getting you know having support having a coach having a therapist that that can even go for your partner too right that mm-hmm. if they really are taking things personally they're kind of having they're having anxiety about your anxiety is like you know that they can get support as you work through this as well right to help them navigate their own insecurities because as humans we're, we're gonna have insecurities come up in relationships right? totally I think everyone should have a therapist or a coach. Yes. I believe in it so much. I'm, I'm a huge yeah, proponent of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I really wanted you to tell everyone, because I know we've kind of been bouncing around everywhere. Totally. <laughs> this is how anxious brains work, right? So yes. you're, um, one of the things I wanted you to talk about a little bit is like relationship paths, right? Is you have had relationships where you haven't felt anxious. Totally. You mind like yes. sharing that a little bit? Because so many Absolutely. of us are thinking we need to find that relationship, right? Where we don't. Right. So it actually is a pretty, it lines up right at the time I met Riley, my fiance. So I was, um, I started hanging out with this girl and I met her and then we, we hung out every day for a week. 
And there was absolutely no anxiety. It was actually while I was hanging out with this girl that I came in contact with Riley. Mm -hmm. Um, What ended up happening was without going into all the details the, uh, I was constantly chasing this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were mixed messages. First, I, you know, I expressed that I would love to date her. And she came back and said, I just, I'm not in a space where I can do that. But then, you know, she would text me at 3am and be like, I wish we could just curl up and watch a movie. It was very confusing. And then there were times where um, we were supposed to do something and she would blow it off like right at the last minute, all that. There was never any anxiety in all of this for me. And I was pursuing, I was pursuing, I was pursuing. Well, I finally, cause I've had enough of these relationships, finally realized what was going on. And I, I stepped out of that. Um, that was a case of, in my opinion, doing the right thing. You know, I wasn't leaving out of anxiety. I was leaving because there were red flags everywhere and this was not a healthy mm-hmm. thing. But there was zero relationship. Uh, ang- There's zero anxiety in any of that. Yeah. Q Riley, who I started talking to basically right as that was ending. Um, and that only lasted a week. It's not like that was really a relationship, but yeah. um, started talking to Riley and instantly the anxiety came up. Mm-hmm. And here's how I make sense of this. When I'm in a place where I am having to constantly pursue, I feel very comfortable pursuing, like, cause pursuing is what I do best. My anxiety has made me put on all these different personas over the years to fit in, to function well, to look like I have it all together. But then when the person says like, I'm here, like, I see you, I'm here for you that's when I go, oh no, oh no, danger. Because now you could hurt this person. Now, like, yeah, now things are real. Now you can hurt this person. Now this person is going to start to see the real you. Um, That's when the anxiety comes up. And so what ended up happening with Riley was I started talking to her and I started to realize, oh my gosh, this girl is fantastic. But not in the ways that I used to think girls were fantastic I used to look for the exciting like oh wow she's so cool wow she and by cool I mean she's got this attitude and Mm -hmm. and she's living on the edge and she's you know living this fun crazy you know flying by the seat of her pants lifestyle and then I saw Riley who's like doing super fun things but is kind of like no you know what I'm I'm here I am, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm here for you, but here's who I am. Um, Here's what I value and take it or leave it sort of a thing. Um, And not in those words, but, and that terrified me at first because I realized, oh my gosh, like I didn't actually, I didn't realize this at the time. The anxiety came back and I had to like start to, to look at it and say, that's when I I found your podcast. Cause I was like, all right, something's going on here. I know it's not this girl Mm because the last girl that this happened to with me was great too. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I basically saw like, this is something I'm going to have to deal with or it's just, I'm going to keep this cycle going. But I guess to answer your question, I realized that these relationships that I was constantly chasing, chasing the other person in, there was no anxiety because that anxiety was replaced by, um, I don't even know what it is, just a constant hustle and, a, and like trying to prove yourself to the other person. Yeah. Would you say almost like maybe anxious in the other way a little bit? Like, okay, yeah, they don't love me. How do I get her to love me? Kind totally. Of it's yeah. maybe, okay. So maybe that's the point. I mm-hmm. think in my own story, it's the anxiety that I'm very comfortable with. Yep. The anxiety I've had my whole life of like, okay, I have to prove myself to these people. Yes. And it might've felt like the relationship anxiety when it first started when I was like 10 or 11 or something, but I've become so used to that cycle that that type of anxiety was no longer, um, I was just used to it. I was totally like- um, That's your norm. Yeah. Because yeah. I need to prove myself to someone, right? And yep. what you said earlier, which is, 
that I could hurt this girl, right? Like if I'm really all in on this relationship, like this could go bad, like I could hurt her, right? That's like a big fear with kind of anxiety. But with the girl who's evasive, there's no concern of hurting her, right? She's totally unavailable. She doesn't even care. (laughs) Like if I hurt her. Yeah. And there is like some safety in that to us. Yes. As well as like, I think, you know, they, obviously they, there's different types of anxiety that we experience and we just kind of touched on for you, right? Was there's, there's the fear of what if they don't love me? How do I be enough for this person? Right. And then there's the fear of like, well, what if I don't love them? What if they're not enough for me? Right. And literally sometimes it just flips for us depending on the person or even where we're at in the relationship. Like I know for me, it was like, my, my partner, like at first I was like, he might not be interested. He might not be interested. Right. But then as soon as I knew he is here, he's not going anywhere. Totally flipped to the other side. But, but what I wanted to say, oh my gosh, sorry. My brain just totally like derailed from that, but any thoughts coming up for you? (laughs) No, it's all good. I, no, I, you're, you're totally right. I, I, cause like the same thing did happen with Riley. Like it was like, while I was pursuing her, no anxiety at all and then when it was like oh wow we are compatible I see this going somewhere that's when it flipped and I was like oh no Uh uh-oh danger (laughs) yes now this is dangerous (laughs) yeah yeah I think the other thing um is that one of the things that the fears can come up with is like okay you know I don't know if I feel the same excitement right you talked about how like oh, this girl's more edgy, right? She's got an attitude, like super like adventurous, right? That that's something that, you know, I think for your mind was like, that's like attractive. That's what I need, right? Mm -hmm. But I think part of the reason, and I'd be curious to hear kind of your thoughts on this, um, but the reason we find that so attractive is is, it's kind of like a roller coaster sometimes, which is like, there's an element of like scary, right? Of like, I don't know what's going to happen next with this person, right? This is very unknown. And sometimes that's what our brain likes to present as like that strong Hollywood attraction is the thing that's unavailable, right? 100%. Yeah. You, you, I think you get to a point in your life where, um, because yeah, that's exciting. You know, like growing up, that's exciting. And I think that's totally fine to pursue that. Um, same within college and whatever, but like you do get to a point in your life where you start to realize like I have, and man, if you're doing this earlier than I did, that's amazing. But like you realize, no, I have certain values. I have things that I want in life and there's certain things that I need. And maybe this roller coaster isn't it. Yes. (laughs) You know, maybe I do need someone that is a little more stable, you know, that is more available, that isn't going to just decide tomorrow that, you know, they need to, you know, move to New York or something, you know, like somebody who's available, like who's, who's like content and, and sees a future with you instead of on their own. Um, And, and that, so I guess this is another piece of advice. If, if I would have laid out who Riley is on a piece of paper, not who she is, but like her stats, right? Right. Um, as we think of them, especially <laughs> coming from the online dating world, because that's what I've known for a while now, for better or for worse. Um, I would not have imagined that I would end up with her mm-hmm. because I was, I thought I was looking for one thing. And then once I got into this and I saw beyond those superficial stats of like I could get into them but it's pointless and and I got to know who she is and how she adds to my life and how she is this unique beautiful person that um that really is what I wanted all along that's when you start to realize like okay this is yeah this is what I need I don't I don't want those other things that are maybe fun now but in you know, even five years are going to get old or whatever Um, and and are going to be unhealthy. Um, And so my advice is, is if you feel this anxiety, this relationship anxiety, and you're with somebody and I I encourage you to go down the list of like your values, their values, see if they line up, see if the really important things line up. And, and if they do, give it a shot, you know, and again, it's okay. If you are in that space where you do need to end the relationship, if you're there, it's not a big deal. Cause I did that. And sometimes that leads to this, you know, 
break through later on, or it gives you endurance to say later on, okay, maybe I can handle the anxiety a little longer and, mm -hmm. and stick with it. But I encourage you stick with it because man, it's so easy to look at these superficial things and think that you can judge somebody off of them. It's really worth getting to know the person deeper. That's not red flags. That's like the good stuff, you know, red flags, if red flags come up, feel free to like say, oh, I need to get out. But um, yeah. Yes. And when we say red flags, this isn't like you see one little, like your brain's like, da -da -da -da, what if this is a red flag? You, you know, right? Like if it's a red flag, you know, there is no overanalyzing. There is no questioning. Yep. It. it is clear. And I think you had a podcast episode once where you really outlined like, what are like the, the things that what's, what's a want and what's a need, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we put the wants into the need category. Yes. Um, when they're not, you know, like one of, oh yeah. So I love music. Riley loves music too. She likes country music. I do not. That's something I could have seen me a few years ago being like, well, yeah, you know, right. ugh, I can't do this. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's I mean, that's kind of a dumb example. Minnesota had the broken up with me too. Country music was the deciding factor. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a dumb example, but there are other things that I think bleed into that gray area of like, is this a want or a need? So it's good yeah. to suss yes. those out. And I also like, I like your idea of, with, you know, looking at your values is really, yeah, what do we prioritize here? And definitely not to get hung up on like, what are all the little tiny things they care about? What are the little tiny things I care about? But thinking big picture, right? Like, like, do I want a family? Do they want a family? Like, I, I like, are you really valuing excitement? Is that really what matters to you? Or kindness, right? Is kindness, yeah, I think yeah. kindness is going to get you so much further than the up and down excitement of a roller coaster, right? Is the person you're with kind? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I'm not saying this works for, or this is the case necessarily for everyone, but I remember like, I was looking at the fact that I was like, okay, is this, this, this person doesn't necessarily share my religion. Is that that big of a deal? And then I got into it with Riley, you know, and I've had other people that were Christian and like, you know, it was, it was great and all, but then I got into it with Riley and I'm like, I could not imagine being with somebody that doesn't share that foundation because that's more than just a stat. Like, oh, you're Christian. You're not Christian. You're Jewish. You're not Jewish. It is the foundation of those values. Mm -hmm. and so that's something I can see in hindsight. Like that to me is in the need category yeah. where before I was kind of like looking at all excitement. I was putting excitement over like, over like, you know, what I base my life off of. And that's kind of not the right way to go. I don't yeah. Know. Isn't that so crazy though? How our brain like does that when you're thinking like long-term, what's the vision? Yeah. It's going to line up more with that, right? Totally. I used to think of the religion thing as a, like a barrier, like, uh, oh, this makes it so tough. It's actually, and then a friend helped me reframe that. It's actually a big help. Because mm -hmm. if you start from that place, you already have all these, you you know, hopefully, yeah. all of these things you're on the same page about. Yeah. So it's not like you're, well, you are limiting the playing field, but you're limiting it in such a good way where at least when you're starting a conversation with somebody, you know, like, all right, we're sharing like a pretty nice set of values. Yeah. Now, I know there are people listening to this that are going to be like, wait, but maybe I don't, he doesn't have as much faith as I do, or like we do have different faiths. And I just want to bring back to Jack's point, which is really honing in on what is important to you, right? Is, totally. is sharing that faith important to you, right? Like for me, that was a big thing, but for some people, you know, maybe that is kind of one of your checklist box things then maybe actually really doesn't matter to you, right? And so it's coming to terms with that for yourself, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll just throw this out there. One of the things that bothered her, I met her online uh -huh. and on my profile, I said, looking for someone who loves God, but is not churchy. <laughs> and she told me, she looked at that and was like, oh, I don't, what does that even mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. She gave me a shot, you know? Yeah. So again, like, we, yeah, you don't need to be on the same level with everybody. And like you said, like, maybe that isn't your priority priority or like the biggest thing. And that is fine. Like, I know plenty of people that 
um, are like that as well. And they have happy marriages or happy yep. relationships. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Knowing like, yeah, just being aware of your brain. If it's like, what about this? What about this? And we're starting, yeah. your brain's already going hundred miles an hour. We know that's anxiety versus really slowing it down and just like, what's important here. Right? Exactly. You can feel yep. the difference in the energy as you're thinking about this. So mm-hmm. tell me like through this experience, what, how has your perspective on love changed? Wow. Yeah, it has changed so much, you know? Um, well, I used to look at love as a roller coaster as just a passionate high, you know, that like love had to be this crazy thing that you're just constantly swept up in. And when I realized, when I started to experience what, what in my opinion, true love is, is a steady support, a steady, like, um, two-way, but it's not always two-way. Um, that's actually the wrong way to put it, but a steady, a steady support, a steady choice of showing up for one another. When I felt that initially that brought me anxiety because I was like, wait, is there something wrong here? Because I feel like, like confident to go to work and I don't have to like check in with her all day and see, like, make sure she still loves me or like that I'm not drifting off into like, you know, you know, like, uh, emotional thought all day. Is there something wrong here? And then after a while I realized, oh my gosh, this is so great because I can, I can still live my life. I can go do what I need to do. And I know she's there for me. It's not something that I have to be, um, constantly checking in on or, um, or be distracted by. And that, Hey, the, the honeymoon phase is great. Cause that's going to happen. And, it, and it's worth like basking in that. Um, but man, my, my perspective on love has shifted from a roller coaster emotional high to a steady support and a confidence that this person is, is there for you. Mm-hmm. And you still have those amazing moments last night. Oh, what were we even doing? Um, we, we have this new dog and we were just laughing uncontrollably doing something with this dog. And it's like that, I remember in that moment thinking like, this is one of those highs. This is amazing. You know, they happen. So that's my, my change of perspective on yeah. life for sure. Like the, those highs are in like the little tiny moments together that you get to share. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then like, you get to have the confidence when you say like, all right, you know, I have to go see my parents for the weekend. Um, that, you know, you're, you're not uh, afraid that because you're leaving, like they're going to go, you know, forget about you or something, you know, like it's such a comforting feeling to like have that confidence, you know, because like those other relationships, the roller coaster, the exciting girl, the whatever, like for me, it was always like when I'd leave, I'd be like, oh, she kind of lives on the edge. Like what's, if I'm not there, I can't, I can't keep tabs. I can't like continue to be that excitement for her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Right. Again, that, that anxiety on the other end of it. Right. Of Correct. Correct. And also to be aware too, like, you know, for those of you that do kind of have that, like, you know, thought in the back of your mind of like, Oh, I feel like I do have to keep tabs on him like, or her. Right is, is keeping in mind is, is this like a present stable, steady person? Yeah. Totally. Like, totally. Because then that's just your fear on the other end. Now, if you're with someone that's a roller coaster and constantly being unavailable for you, right. Then we're talking about something totally different. I, again, this is why she's very helpful is like, yeah, you got to look at those two things. Cause yeah, I would have never thought of that. Like, yeah, my, my fear of the person leaving me could just be my anxiety, my relationship anxiety, you know, they could be a great steady person. And that's just my anxiety. So yeah, again, so important to look at your, your present situation. Yes. Sure. So what do you think, like, um, what gave you the confidence to get engaged? So I, I, I was looking at well, it was a few things. I was looking at Riley and I saw everything that I could ever want in a partner. And, and this came from a few different things. One, um, she started spending time, she came home to, for Christmas with 
with me and my family. And I saw her interacting with my family. And I just, beyond her as like this love and support for me, I just saw how much she loved and, and cared and fit into my family and my family situation. And so that was a big deal to me. I'm a very family oriented person. Mm-hmm. And so to see her just giving of herself to this new family was really big. But I also saw like that um, once again, these goals that we had for our lives of building a family of um, simplifying, you know, like uh, of um, growing together in our anxiety and our faith together, all these things lined up that were really my long-term goals and the real like important long-term goals. And those lined up together. And um, I just knew, I knew it wasn't something where it was like, um, it was, again, it was this different feeling of confidence, you know, cause there was anxiety about this, about it, mm-hmm. but I knew all along, even like beyond the anxiety, I was like, I know this is, I know this is the right thing for me and the best situation. And that this girl is everything that I want. Another practical thing was I saw the way, and again, this all goes for what you value, but like I saw the way she is with kids and my heart just like exploded. <laughs> I was just like, she is going to be the best mom. Um, and so, yeah, I just knew. I don't know. It's hard to I, say. You know when I they always say you just know? Guys, like, because I know girls, if they see a guy being good with kids, they're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on your end as well, seeing that. Yeah. So what do you think though? Like, you know, you say like, okay, I just knew because I know people are going to hear that. They're like, no, but I don't know if I know. Right. So maybe even kind of walking through, like, cause you still had anxiety come up, right? For sure. For sure. And I, and I have since being engaged. Yeah. Um, Yes. So yeah. Well, I think practically, you know, all these things lined up where I was just like, all right, um, we share this set of values um she's you know yeah see uh, I don't want I'll just say it and you can jump in with your thought but like it's like I'm attracted to her very attracted to her um I love the way she she fits into my family I love the way she is with kids um I love the stable love unconditional love that I get from her I love that I can show up as myself um, I love that she's partnering with me in my life, like my, yeah. not only my personal struggles, but also like my job. She, she supports me. She supports my dreams, you know, um, all of those things were lining up. So mm-hmm. if we're, if we're taking feelings out of it, there were all of the, there was that list of values, wants and needs, you know, and you can look at the wants and you can say, all right, maybe that's not there, but the needs were all there. And so I realized like, I could keep, you know, holding out or waiting for this, you know, I could keep yeah. going and waiting yeah, to decide. All the things. Yeah, or I could look at this and, and go with what I, what I, I do feel and, and, and say like, you know what, I think this is, this is what I've been looking for all along. And it's, and I want to, and, and I value marriage. So I was like, I want to do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's really good. And I think, yeah, also a big thing is, yeah, again, like doing this exercise from a clear-headed space, right? If you are in, you know, your head's spinning out, that is not the place you can do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What if they even, you kind of mentioned you've had anxiety come up since getting engaged. And I love that you said that because I think we have to normalize that. I think a lot of us want to get engaged, but we are waiting to take that until anxiety is finally gone. And we know a hundred percent. And if there's one thing we know about our brains is the moment you like challenge your brain to be like, okay, now we're done not thinking anxious thoughts anymore Then your brain's gonna be like, I got one right here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. What have you noticed? Uh, Yeah. So I think I started to see once we, you know, once the ring was on the finger, I was like, whoa, this is real. So then it came back to almost the beginning of the relationship where it's like, okay, wow, this is happening. There are stakes here now, like this is happening. And I think 
what happens to me time and time again is when this, this anxiety comes up, it's to take stock of what's true and to, to take stock of, okay, you've been here before, mm-hmm. you know, this woman, you know, that this will, this feeling will pass and to look at what's true. Look at how the things that you love about her, look at the things that you value that you share and then writing it out. I hate to say it like that because it's not what people want to hear, but like sometimes you just kind of got to write it out. Yeah. And, and that's what I've done. And, and then, yes, part of that is vocalizing it, you know, so I'll, I'll tell her like, I'm feeling anxious. And then she's like, okay, cool. Good to know. You know, <laughs> with our lives, right? Exactly. That so, many of us, it's like, I'm anxious. Oh, crap. Let's stop and let's rethink everything. Right. Correct. Like, okay. Yeah. Write it out. Like you're anxious. Let's let it be here. And we can still keep working towards this goal, right? We can still get married. We don't have, with so many of us, we have this internal alarm go off and it's like, I have to react to this. I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And that is just not the case. Part of it is learning to trust yourself too, because we all have that anxiety alarm, but mm-hmm. then it's being able to let anxiety, you know, like sit in the back seat of the car. Like it can be telling you, oh, but what if we crash? What if we do this? What if, you know, you steer off a cliff or something? And then you're like, I, I understand your concern, but I'm driving this car. I feel confident that I'm a good driver. And I, and I think we're on the right path right now, you know? Yes. And so you're not telling, go away, shut up. No, it's like, I value your concern because guess what? You're also tomorrow maybe going to tell me like, I don't know, maybe don't climb that mountain during a snowstorm. And yeah. I value you for that. Thank you. <laughs> you know? I love that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I think we're like, could I just throw anxiety out of the car? Right? Like I'm, instead of us driving off the cliff, let's throw anxiety out. Let's lock the door and anxiety doesn't get to come back in. Right? But that's just not the reality of being human. Like you said, we, we need, we need anxiety. It's it, yeah. it is important, but it is being able to kind of, just like you said, acknowledge, thank your brain for it. But it doesn't mean we need to be, keep talking with the backseat passenger or totally. start driving for us. Exactly. So any like last pieces, like thoughts, pieces of advice that you'd want to share with the listeners? I would just say if you're in a relationship, you're experiencing anxiety, but you have, you know, looked at the, looked at it and you deem it as like a positive thing, just keep going. That is my biggest advice. Keep going. It will get, it will get better. Anxiety will still always come up, but man, just keep going. Like that has been my, that has been my thought process throughout all of this, even at the worst moments during this one. I felt really bad, but I've had that voice inside me that says, just keep going. And, and now I'm grateful. I'm, you know, I'm marrying the love of my life, you know? Um, That's my biggest advice, I guess. Yeah. I love that. I think having some kind of motto keeps you going, right? Yeah. It's because, because there is going to be some work to do here. We, you know, like we tried in the first relationship to kind of shove down, get rid of it, like just have it disappear and being able to recognize there isn't a quick fix, right? I'm going to work on this. It can get easier. It'll still have moments of being there, but having that encouragement for yourself of I can do this and going to figure this out because that hope and belief is step number one. Absolutely. And I, I think the next thing would be, um, have a team, you know, um, if, if you have a team of friends that are family members that you trust to speak into your life, don't do the whole constant validation thing where you're constantly looking for validation, but bring them into it. Ask, ask someone you really trust, like, what do you think about this situation? Because I would not be here if I didn't have the, the support system that I have of people that say like, okay, she, you know, I see this as a really positive thing for you, you know, like keep going. Or in our case, if you don't, or in in someone's case that maybe doesn't have that therapist coach, you know, I will say this. I had, I'm grateful to say I had all that. I have a support system. I have a therapist and I still did coaching sessions with you. So I think get a team together. 
if it's if, if this is important to you, I say invest in you and and get that team yeah. to help you. So good. And and your team will look different, right? So like you kind of mentioned, some of us like maybe don't have that friend group that can support us or, sure. or our family maybe, right? Doesn't totally get it. And totally. so yeah, finding is, is who can I put on my team? Who's going to get this? Who's going to be the best support here? Absolutely. Love that. Anything else you'd add? No, I think that's it. I think that it's keep going and uh, bring people, bring people into your life, you know, that you can trust. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jack, and representing the male listeners here. You had so of much course. Good, so much good wisdom. I loved it. Thank you. And I just I I keep saying this. I'm so grateful to you because literally it was in one of my worst moments that I found your show, found your podcast, binged it, <laughs> and then decided, you know what, I'm gonna go for this. And again, invest in me and my relationship by doing coaching with you. And it was, it was huge for me. So really great. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you either. So that's pretty cool. Well, you, you've shown up and you've done the work, right? And so thank you. And it's fun to see you like reaping the fruits of it. I'm, I'm really excited for you. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. I hope that you were able to learn a little bit more about anxiety, dig a little deeper in yourself, and again, take what was useful for you, leave the rest, and go have a beautiful weekend. All right. Love you guys. Bye.